Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. And this episode is actually the winner of our previous month's Patreon vote. Every month, our patrons get to vote between four films uh, for one episode for the following month. Uh, there's usually a theme. Since it's February, <laughs> the theme was love, but in mild fashion, we picked weird love movies, you know, odd love movies. Uh, films like her, films like Punch Drunk Love. Uh, the winner in this case uh, was Lars and the Real Girl, which uh, I'm relatively happy with one because I hadn't seen this before. Uh, I hadn't seen Punch Drunk Love either, admittedly. But me either, shockingly. But uh, I uh, no, so I thought okay, so that Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, we'll start spoiler free as we as we always do, and then we'll warn you before we go into spoilers. I guess the first thing to do is tell them why it's a weird love movie. If in case they're unfamiliar. Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl is about Ryan Gosling's character Lars, as the title would suggest, who is a bit of a social outcast and weirdo. Uh, a bit introverted. Yeah. Um, you don't get me wrong, I, I am not the most uh, social person in the world, but this guy is like off the deep end in a, in a way that I can't even comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. There's a small bit she can relate to, you know, like hiding when the doorbell goes so you don't have to answer it. Like, I, I get not, that. Not, not liking the pe- people hugging you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when people are just like, oh, yeah, yeah like, when you're at work and they'll be like, yeah, people who give people everyone hugs. I'm like, no, don't go away. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hug. Depends it's really who it, rude to say no. Depends who it is, but yeah, no, I know. I, 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 I concur. I, I don't know if I hate them as much as you seem to, but. <laughs> I really don't like it. Yeah, but this is the thing. His thing in the movie is he doesn't even like touch it. He doesn't like handshakes. It yeah. causes him distress to have a handshake. Um, but so he's got that. So he's a bit of, bit of that, and he ends up actually ordering a a sex doll, which he then he he acts and believes that she is real, a real woman named Bianca, and he lives in his the uh, with his brother and his sister in law. Uh, they're a married couple. They've got, they've got the old house that they grew up in. And he lives in the the garage or the garage. Sorry, if you don't if you don't follow the word garage, I feel like I always have to do that word twice because I just I don't trust the people. You, you naturally say it the way you think it, and then you have to go. Oh, okay, hang on. And the yeah. way you think it. Yeah, everyone else is is not going to understand what that meant. Yeah, um, and he's like, hey, I've, I've met a girl, and he, he's like, and it's this the sex doll. And it's really a story about how everyone around him has to try and help him get through it by not just treating him like a crazy person. Uh, so it's actually a very endearing story in that, in that sense. But And there is a real girl too, which we do get to. That is a thing. But uh, So it's, it's kind of a, a, a drama comedy with this, this kind of touching story of this really, you know, really bizarre character. Uh, but it's, 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 it's got a very hopeful kind of message about everyone coming together to try and help him get through it and they, they don't overly judge him yes almost to an unbelievable point almost it's not the most unbelievable thing in the movie though I'm saving that oh, I'm, saving I'm looking forward to what that is that, I, it's, uh, not, it's not springing to mind but we'll, I'll see what that well, is there is one up. thing that I went no that's it that's the line that was bullshit okay. I don't believe that okay um so yeah, so so we'll talk about it. Uh, oh, worth mentioning as well, the the couple, his brother is uh, Paul Schneider, who of course is uh, Brandanowitz from Parts and Recreation. Interestingly, this was before that show, which uh, I thought, wait, he was in like a proper movie before Parts and Recreation? Weird. <laughs> do you know what is weird now as well, though? I actually think of him more from Channel Zero than I do. Oh, sure. Than I do that, because obviously you know, he's only there for a bit in that show. 
Well, two seasons, but sure. One of those seasons is like six episodes. Still, he's there to the end of season two. That's still like 28 episodes. Yeah, but they're 20 minute episodes. It's a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying the association has been changed. <laughs> I still think of Brendanowitz first. Mark Brendanowitz, specifically. Uh, because that's how Leslie always said it. And then his wife is Emily Mortimer, uh, who has been on various things. She's actually been in like, a lot of things I've seen, but I don't remember her being in. I do remember her being in season one on Newsroom. She, I, mean, I think she's in all of Newsroom, but I've only seen season one. So. She's in something very recent that we've covered, right? Was she? I don't recall. Maybe it's just something I've watched recently. <laughs> Maybe it was. Uh, but it I, might I, well be, but I'm sure I've seen her very recently, in the last like month at, at least. Was Spectral the James Bond movie? No, that's Spectre. That's Spectre. But Spectral is a Netflix movie, which I did watch at the start of last month. There you go. That's what you've so seen. So that'll it. be what I saw her in. Uh, she's going to be in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, I wonder if she'll carry on to the third movie in the franchise, Mary Poppins Forever. I'll allow it, frankly. I don't know what the... F- Mary, Mary Poppins and... Yeah, sure, Robin. Know. Just go with Robin. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with that title. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, she went Scream Three apparently. I don't know. I don't remember in Scream Three, but I mean, hey, whatever. Uh, it's not, not like I tried to. I tried to forget Scream Three as much as I humanly can. Uh, so, so they're they're at it, <laughs> um, and you also have Patricia Clarkson as the, the the town doctor, who's also a fairly notable part of the movie. So that, that's kind of the recognisable faces uh, that you, you're going to kind of notice. Um, and then the other sort of main character, I guess, is Margot uh, Kelly Garner, who is quote-unquote the real girl uh, <laughs> throughout the movie. And, yeah, so so he gets this, this, this sex doll and thinks it's a real person and acts like it's a real person. Everyone around him is shocked and awe and that's how we go. That's just what the movie is. So... I'll ask the question. Connor, did you enjoy Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah, a lot. I thought it was really... Uh, you know, like I mentioned, it's heartwarming, but it's very funny as well. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I liked it as well, right? Uh, just, to, just to get that out of the way. Admittedly, the laughs peak early, right? Mm. But, and we're going to spoil the free section, but just w- when he first gets the doll and you realise that he's got a doll and you're not really... I'd never seen a trailer for this. I knew he had a doll on the poster, but I didn't know that he just outright believed she was a real person. Yeah, there's there's a while where I'm going, does he believe this? Is he delusional or is this just a a thing? Yeah, but so he basically, he goes to his brother and his sister-in-law. And, you know, Emily Emily Mortar is very, very concerned about him. She's she's been trying to get him to come to dinner and stuff because, again, he's a very introverted person. He stays in the house. He doesn't want to go... go, And it's it's literally next door. It's not like he has to go anywhere. He goes to work. He comes back. He hides. That's his thing. Um, But they're all excited. Oh, he's met someone. Oh, women. Oh, we're going to meet her. Oh, they're all excited. And this is a kind of... This is a weird movie where... There's a certain type of situation in a movie or a TV show where I get really uncomfortable with the anticipation of awkwardness, right? Yeah, I, I know and, what you mean. And there's a lot of that in this movie where I'm worried that things are going to get very awkward in a very uncomfortable way. And almost every time it subverted my expectations and I didn't have to worry. 
and yeah. one of them is the first meeting with the with the you know the brother and sister-in-law because it just hard cuts into the middle of the scene it doesn't the, the, the whole introduction thing it just hard cuts and i don't this is a spoiler as which is why i'm saying it now but it just hard cuts into the scene and they're just staring and that is when I lost it, and I was laughing hysterically for about five minutes over yeah. everything that was being said for the next five minutes. I was laughing every oh, so every single time Ryan Gosling like leaned over as if like Bianca was talking to him, and then he said something. Yeah. Uh, every every time in the movie where he would do something new with Bianca, like he would say, "Oh, Bianca likes this," or "Bianca wants that," or "She she needs to do this." Can you can you get her something? Like every time he did or said something, it was kind of new, and they stared. Those stares broke me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the highlight of the comedy for sure. Oh God! That said, though, there is a there's a moment before that as well. Uh, I'll say for spoilers because it's just a really specific little joke. Uh, whereas I feel like sp- I, I don't feel like it's spoiling to say that the reactions to this you know is what, funny that, because that's that the whole will, movie, <laughs> right? And that will still be funny even knowing that. Oh sure, uh, uh, just, uh, it's just funny to watch. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's not a joke. It's just funny. It, that's the thing because it does it multiple times as well. And the first time, sure, it hard cuts into it, and it's funny and it's the shock. But the rest of the times, you know, they're gonna have that look, and it's still funny. Yeah. Every time. Um, it's great. So, no, it's very hard. Almost Ryan Gosling, of course, is a, is a tour de force he of really a performance. Is. Is. Yeah. He 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 sells this believably. I, I I feel like I almost I almost believe that he could be this guy, which is weird because he's Ryan Gosling and he's like the sexiest man. He was voted the sexiest man on the planet. Like they're, they're like, right. To be fair, like a, like it was like a year or two after this, he was the sexiest man on the planet. I don't know what magazine does that that particular thing, but they did. <laughs> People, time, one of those. F H M, Maxim. Well, Maxim sounds kind of right. Yeah. But anyway, uh... well, look, all I'm saying is I'd have voted for him. Clearly, <laughs> oh, no, just in, in general, I'd have voted in general, sure. But I, I, I didn't know who else was in the running before I'm voting on the sexiest it's man like, of the year. It's like out of like a hundred people. They, I, do, I, they do like a hundred people list, don't they? I know, but I need to see like, just who was in that year. I need to see if there's anyone else that sticks out as being, no, that would be my vote. That's fair, but I'm confident in saying that my, my vote wouldn't change. See, this is this is like post-La La Land infatuation. That sort no, of... no, no, no. Yeah, I'd have said this way before that. All right, okay. I, I'm sure I have you know, records on Facebook posts in the group from like a year or two ago saying this all right okay okay he's all right he's not he's not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who my favorite is but he's, he's, uh, on a beefcake level here we're not talking acts <laughs> yeah, clearly just, just to be clear <laughs> although to be fair even as an actor he's up there Oh no, he's, he's, he's good. Uh, to get to wrap it back around to the movie, <laughs> to, he's, to, to lower him to just as an actor. <laughs> yeah, but he is he is very good in this. It's a it's a very heartfelt performance uh, where you really buy into it because of his his performance and everyone else around him feels very natural. Yes, uh, and not in a, a mean spirited way either, which is is really nice. Because um, there are times when you think, "Is this about to get mean spirited? Is someone about to be a dick about this?" Yeah. I, that really is, and it, it kind of is that you know. Okay, is this going to be really awkward? And you know, mm. the, there's a there's a party scene 
Oh god, I know. I'm like, I, I'm dreading it going in. I'm like, oh god. I was getting anxieties. Oh, is is like, and then and then it's fine. It's fine. But oh god, the the, the weight. It's a story about compassion and understanding. Is ultimately what it is. It is, and it, it works really well on that on that front, as well as being really funny. So it, all of it combined makes a really great movie. Uh, I, I will say one of my one legitimate problem with it as that movie is there's never anyone that has to be convinced. Really, yeah. You know, there's never anyone who who gives him shit and calls him a, you know a weirdo or anything like that. Who has to be brought around to on the side of the community? I feel like that would have added a little bit there for me. Hmm. You may be right. I I I almost wondered though if is that just too obvious a thing to do that is is almost refreshing. It didn't go that route and get you know had yeah, maybe, the... but I I don't think it needs to be the focus of the movie, but just. Yeah, you know, this is this whole town is just in on this. Uh, they're you know mildly a scene or two of convincing to get in on it at the start, but it's it's not much. They're they're kind of in on it, or fine, and there's never anyone who gives him any shit for it. But uh, this is you being a cynical prick. The whole point of this movie is not to be a cynical prick. No, I know, and that's my point. I feel like there should be at least one person who is a cynical prick. It has to be brought around. Um. Eh, it never bothered me. I, I wouldn't make a complaint about it. I, I think it's a fair observation, but I, 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 I wouldn't say it detracts from anything. No, uh, it's, it's not a deal breaker. Clearly, I yeah. still very much like the movie. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it has some really sweet things to say about 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 caring. There, there, there are kind of like some ideas that are. It's, it's never like flat out said. Oh, this is why he is the way he is. But there are some seeds in there to kind of take mm. it if you if you want to go digging to like okay what why is he kind of like this what has brought this on what has caused it uh and all all kind of uh it's it's really well told in that fashion where there's enough in little bits and pieces mm. that i understand his life to an extent or all the important moments that, that yeah. plan him to be into this but there's never a scene where it tells you this is what happened yeah yeah exactly um and you know, I love it to do with his brother, and he like has his own little arc because of like what in you know, is it his fault? Is he, is he done something that is he, is he not been there for him? That kind of thing. Because uh, at the start of the movie, he has very like stand up. Oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. Because you know, it's like you know, Emily Mortimer's like trying to like get him to come to dinner. It's like ah, he's fine. He likes to keep to himself. It's just who he is. Yeah. You know, he's very he's very much the 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 kind of ignorant one who just wants to sort of bury his head in the sand and pretend everything's okay. Uh, but of course he learns otherwise and he has a bit of an arc and that's that's all that's all good yeah um so no it's very very touching and i mean obviously we said gosling was good but i think the entire cast honestly is uh there's no one that's bad for sure no like everyone you, you, you got uh patricia Clarkson as the as the understanding doctor who's trying to help him through it and again she the way she kind of approaches it is very intelligent kind of smart how she kind of like almost tricks him into therapy <laughs> Essentially, yeah. uh, and that kind of that works. Uh, you know, Kelly Garner is a love interest. The, the real love interest is she's very likable. She's it? very likable. She's very sweet. And there is something really endearing that even once she sort of sees this like delusion happening, and she sees how broken he is as a person in that sense, that she doesn't just run away. That doesn't make her lose interest. Like she just wants to help. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're really rooting for her to, to like get the victory <laughs> throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive in that sense. It, it's actually, I think it's the first one of the first movies I've watched where you've got your main character and you've got the love interest. And typically you're rooting for the main character to get his love interest or her love interest. 
This is a weird thing where it's the opposite, where I'm rooting for the love interest to get the main character. <laughs> You're right. It is a ver- very unconventional in that way, isn't it? Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's the opposite to what it normally is. And I think that's kind of fascinating. Uh, mm. Emily Mortimer's very good. Uh, and Paul Schneider. Uh, it's arguably the weakest of the main cast, but even he had a couple of scenes that actually... Because at first he was like, oh, he's just doing Brindanowitz, he's just being him, he's not doing anything like out of the ordinary. But then there was a couple of scenes where he actually got a bit emotional. I'm like, oh, okay, he's actually... He's, he's, sure, maybe he's the weakest out of the main cast, but he's still pretty good, and yeah. he's the weakest out of a stellar cast. So it's yeah. not a knock on him. And yeah, the movie's got a really nice tone to it. It's a really nice kind of sweet caring tone. Like I say, it's a very compassionate movie. So It's about, it's about community, it's about mm-hmm. everyone coming together to help someone. Uh, so it's a very positive message, and it's a very, a very heartwarming little tale. That I think, because I, I think you hear the concept of this, and you think either it's going to be this ridiculous slapstick comedy, uh, possibly very poor taste, possibly very sexist, depending on what they do with the sex doll, uh, and you know, you I think, or it's going to be very rock, you know, a raucous movie. Like I feel there's a lot of things your mind goes to when you hear, oh, it's about a guy who gets a sex doll and pretends it's his girlfriend or thinks it's his girlfriend. I think your mind goes to a lot of places, and I think this this movie's living proof that sometimes the concept, like you can't judge it on the concept alone. Sometimes no, you can defy the expectations in yeah. a really major way. Yeah, the the, the execution of it. Is completely different from what you would expect, and because of that, some you know, sometimes we were doing the movie news and we'll kind of poo poo an idea. It's like, yeah, but I always like to add in, but there's always that chance that the execution is actually going to make it something special. There's and always that is. chance, and and you always have to accept that. Okay, maybe that's the case. Just yeah, you know, it it's it's fine to be cynical when that happens and go and and then get the surprise when you get to be proven wrong later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to, uh, Craig Gillespie who uh, directed the film here. I'm just looking him up to see if. Oh, he did I, Tonya? Oh, I'll be seeing it. Well, that's, that's, that's nice timing, isn't it? I'll, I'm looking forward to watching that, so that's nice. That's nice. Uh, well, what else has he done here? Uh, Suddenly, I'm much more excited for that movie. I'm pretty excited <laughs> anyway. I know. Weirdly, though, he's also done some less than exciting things. Is that the Fright Night remake? Is that what that is? Is that Fright Night remake? That wasn't, that wasn't that bad. I never saw it, but... It's pretty fun. I was never excited about it. He did The movie he did before, this was his second movie. His first movie was Mr. Woodcock, which I never saw... But I remember being kind of interested in it. Maybe I'll go back and check it out now no, that I've seen it. Friday Night's worth watching. You'd enjoy it, I think. Really? Yeah, honestly, it's it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm nominating that as, as a Screams. You'll get to nominate Screams episodes. What, what if I say I'll watch it as well? Just, just so, you know, as to, to be clear that I'm not, you know, just throwing you in shit. I'm going, no, no, I'll put myself through this too. You don't have clearance to nominate streams movies, right? No, no, your position. I'm going to add this to the crypt. I'll remove it. <laughs> I'll revoke your access. I need to make sure your account's limited. You can only do certain things. <laughs> yeah, see, do not edit. <laughs> everything, everything you change has to be approved by the administrator. <laughs> the administrator being me. Yeah. So that'd be great until you until you get sick of it and they'll be like, that's when I sneak it in. Oh yeah, when was the last time you actually changed it on the site? <laughs> it's just been a while. Nice oh. shot. So he's a job, I don't have to approve that much. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, no, suddenly it's funny because there's a couple of movies where I feel like you know, in the last few years before I turn yeah, it seems to have a couple of things that aren't like Million Dollar Arm is a John Ham Disney movie. 
I have no idea what it is, but I want to watch it. It's a baseball movie, but it sounds of it. Oh, okay, I'm less interested. Uh, and then he had a movie called The Finest Hours, which I recall the title of. Yeah, that was the... That's the... Chris Pine. Oh, Pine. And Casey Affleck. There's an Affleck in it, aye. Oh, there is, okay. Aye. I remember the trailer having a lot of really thick, over-the-top uh, Boston accents. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, that the one where the, the, the fishermen, they go out and rescue. Yeah. Hey, maybe maybe that movie's better than the trailer made it look, but uh, yeah. So it feels like he's done a couple of things that weren't that interesting for a few years, but now he's back to. Now that his Italian has been a hit, maybe he's got some uh, new new life yeah. in him. But oh yeah, all of a sudden I'm looking forward to Italian a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> we were looking forward to it anyway. But yeah, no, but I was looking forward to it because of Robbie mostly. Yeah, and the trailer looks really solid. Yeah, it was the performance more than anything. And then, okay, now, oh, no, no, okay, there you go. Um, you know what, it's funny, I, I don't know if I was expecting Aitonia to have a heart, but after this, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll find like a heart in there that'll... It's definitely got that uh, bleak sense of humour mm. in the trailer that I can kind of see in this at times. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's a def- definitely joking about uh, every, like everyone's misfortune and <laughs> being sad. Yeah. And, yeah, but not in a mean-spirited way. I, I, that's the key thing here, there's nothing mean-spirited in this movie. There's not. Um, it, the, the whole thing very much feels like this. It's, it's trying to teach the viewer how to deal with someone like this. It may not be this exact condition, of course, but how you deal with something who needs help like this mm. uh, is so. It's very sweet in that sense. Uh, so the direction is very strong. Uh, it's not flashy with its direction by any means, but it, it's really handy. Uh, the whole mm. thing takes place over one winter, so it's yes. always there's always snow outside. It's always very cold. Um. And you know, maybe you can read into that. Oh, it's, it's, it's a dark period. It's, it's you know, it's, it's that winter where. And it's notable that at the end, the winter's melting away. Yeah, yeah. It's actually bizarrely similar to uh, the the Swamp Thing special that came out this week. If you if you're a DC Comics fan, there was a Swamp Thing winter special that came out. Uh, you've not read it yet, but when you read no, it, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I can't wait to see how this parallels. Uh, no, no, I mean obviously not the the, the sex doll thing. <laughs> But just just the the idea that it's winter and then at the end of the story it's not winter anymore. So I, I think it makes sense for Swamp Thing, given that you know that's all. Hey, things grow in the spring. Oh, of course, oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm sure Tom King's not the first person to write a story about Swamp Thing in the winter. But he can't be. Yeah, impossible, impossible. Uh, anyway, so I think we'll give a spoiler warning so we can just talk freely about the movie. Um, and uh, sort of sort of dig into some of the, the stuff. So the joke that I wanted to spoil uh, early on. Oh, you've been holding it. I have been because you know because the movie starts and he's hiding in the house and he he begrudgingly opens the door to to uh, Karen, which is Emily Mortimer's character, and she's like, "Oh, I'm inviting you to breakfast." And he goes out to to church and he comes back and he actually he basically runs back into his little house. Well, she's trying to like catch him first, and she doesn't quite get to him, and she's like, "You promised," and it's setting up what he's like that he, he he'll just ignore people he doesn't want to talk to when he doesn't want yeah. to talk to them. It's great, right? But that's not the joke I'm getting to. So that was all fine. There's a male I'm using. It was like, okay. I'm getting the tone of the movie. I'm just sort of like getting a feel for it. It's when he's leaving the church, right? And obviously, he's helping. He offers like this. Uh, this this older woman's like, oh, she's got a big bouquet of flowers. She's taking them to uh, I don't know hospital, the grave, or maybe a grave. I can't remember. But she's got a big bouquet of flowers, and he's like, oh, can I help you with that? And he helps helps her out to the car and puts them in the back of the car. And uh, she's like, oh, you you got a girlfriend? Like, no, I don't have one. It's like, oh, don't wait too long. That's not healthy. Here, and she like, takes one flower out of the bouquet and hands it to him and says, hey, give that to someone special. 
He's like, oh, okay. And he's just kind of, you know, awkwardly smiling and playing along because, you know, reasons. And then uh, Margot, the girl that, you know, ultimately is his love interest, who we've just kind of, we've seen her for the first time. She was singing in the choir inside. Yeah. And she comes up behind him and says, hey. And you kind of see the way she was looking at him. That she's kind of, you know, she's got a crush on him. And he turns around and sees her. And he takes a second to realise. And then he throws the, the flower that he's got in his hand away like it's a grenade. Like he's got a live grenade in his hand and he can't hold on to it anymore because she might think it's for her. So he throws it away. It's, it's so funny though because she's just stood there watching. Yeah, she sees the whole thing. It's yeah, not like he's hiding it. It's not like he does it before she comes over and is like, I quick nod to watch it. It's just right in front of her. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think what's great about it is that I mean you already get that he's a bit of an introvert but this really sets up no he he has specifically even more so has a problem with with women with the opposite sex with the idea of that intimate potential relationship he has he has a severe nervous condition when it comes to yes. that so it tells you a lot about his character at the same time but it's also insanely funny it's the way it's the way he throws it like it's a grenade and then just sort of freezes again as if no it's, it's moments like that 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 sell me on him as an actor because you know yeah. i know he can do all the other stuff like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the emotion and stuff i've seen him do that countless times it's his control over moments like that that could just feel awkward, could just be mistimed, mm-hmm. but no, no, he nails it. Yeah, she, she tries to like talk to him and maybe invite him somewhere and he kind of just ignores her. Uh, when he gets to work, because that's the thing, they set up that she's the new girl at work, she's just kind of started working yeah. wherever he works, and she's like, hey, we live in the same neighbourhood, we should, we should carpool. And he just kind of ignores her, and he's like dealing with the. He, he's like a cubicle buddy, like is kind of like has a like an ongoing fight with her. Not not a serious fight, just like a. She keeps stealing his action figures that he's got at his desk. She, and she's like, threatening the stuffed bear. Yeah, she's got a stuffed bear, which later on he actually puts a little noose around. It makes a little noose out of like a cable. Yeah. And hangs it somewhere, uh, which leads to a very upset and scene where she's crying about it, and Lars actually goes to speak to her. It's like one of the first moments where he proactively. Yeah, does something it's a very sweet moment isn't it it's a very it sweet follows. moment uh because it's because obviously he he's in dire need of help the entire movie so it's really sweet when he tries to help someone else he's doing like little cpr on the bear yeah it's like a little sweet thing where he's yeah he's, he's going like that's with his fingers he's like pushing it in yeah and it's moments like that that make me think he knows bianca isn't real because obviously you know it's a delusion but i think he's aware of that on some level and it's moments like mm. this when he sees you know he treats the bear like it's real as well yeah, yeah, you, you can debate, like, to what extent does he think it's real? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that is open for some debate, but he clearly believes something. Even if he doesn't believe it's completely real, the fact that he's so committed to, to, to the bit, if you will, yeah. is... No, no I, I do think he's yeah. genuinely, he, he is ill and is, is delusional, but I think there is a, a part of him that understands, and that kind of comes through at moments like this. Well, I, that's the thing. I, th- I think it's 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 Margot who kind of makes him realise. I think because he's not interested in her the whole movie. He keeps ignoring her, and she's upset. Like there's that moment where she's like, "Oh, you're going to the, the party," and he's like, "Oh, Jay, I could bring my girlfriend," and she looks like so upset, Crushed. and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I feel so bad," and I especially I, feel it, bad because I know it's not real. <laughs> Like, it's really bad as well because he's like she goes oh are you going to pie he's like no probably not she goes oh please i'd like it if you went he goes well maybe then it's like so you know she thinks she's got a chance yeah and then it's the girlfriend and he's just like yeah yeah i, I was bringing someone too 
but then there's a guy in the office that starts like showing her interest, and it's never like a, to a great extent, but it's just little things, just you know, putting her coat on and stuff, just little yeah. things, and he starts noticing it, and you feel like oh maybe he's actually starting to like notice her existence, and like he finally kind of is starting to understand this or, or whatever, um, and yeah, so so by the end of the, the story, and but what I really like is that. Like I said earlier on, she doesn't like shy away or get like intimidated or weirded out. Like at the party when he does go when and like, like you say when they first go in and she because his whole thing is that she's she's in a wheelchair. And there's a thing where I don't know if they know or not yet. Yeah, and you get the sense that the stories have been spread around a lot because he, there's little scenes where like uh, his brother will be like talking to his work buddies and he'll be telling them and like uh, like uh, Carol will be telling her friends and you get the sense that it's spreading a little bit. Like is it? Yeah. You know, but so some of them know clearly the the, the person who's hosting the party knows because she comes up I, and she I kind think of. They all know because they mentioned yeah. that someone sent an email around to warn them. Mm. So I was like, oh, thank God they're all aware at least. But yeah, but even uh, like even Margot comes up and like you know plays along. She she tries to help and it's like, and I think that's where she was already really likable and sweet. But I think the fact that she's even going to play along with us, of knowing that, that yeah. she's into him. And then goes along with it anyway. It's, yeah. it's nicer than just some of the other people who go along with it, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's all sweet. Like, there's a montage in the middle of the movie where, like, he'll be he'll be with Bianca, and like people will be like giving her haircuts or like trying on dresses on her, and she gets what I think is a part time job at a store as a as a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, and she volunteers at the hospital to read the kids' stories, which is just like a little tape record play thing. And I know the doctor said play along with it. It's actually worse if you try and like snap him out of it. But I don't know they if it's helping to the extreme, don't they? Yeah, I don't know if it's helping the delusion to actually give her a life away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the the movie it's essential for the movie because it's it's oh, this, sure. like, it's this oh he can't actually control her, so it, it, it's important. But I think that's the part where you know some people will go okay, this is unbelievable now that the town are all getting this involved. And it is, and this is where I'm going to tell you the most unbelievable thing in the movie. But but it gets really sweet though. It's, it's supposed to be kind of like above and beyond. It's kind of like how people say, it, it say is, Superman's yeah. too much of a boy scout. But no, that's the point of Superman's to believe. No, no, it is. I, it's I like possible. it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I get why people could, would think this is too unbelievable. Yeah. So but, so what's the unbelievable thing you want? No, no. The single most unbelievable thing in this movie, mm-hmm. where I went, no, no one will ever do that, is the brother. When uh, you know he's like he goes to look up what, what what do you do about this delusional thing right you know he goes to his computer he opens it up and he goes to ask dot com <laughs> no no one has ever gone to ask dot com yeah but this is the thing movies especially from the two thousands where there was like you know ask dot com ask Jeeves there was obviously Yahoo search which is still a thing technically but I mean no one uses yeah, Yahoo I mean, technically Bing still a thing that Microsoft insists on oh, yeah. shoving everywhere but Bing yeah Google's one just accept it all right Google's I'll one Bing it <laughs> right but you know that they had like an agreement to use that one in the movie so that's I know, what they did but it's late enough in the two thousands that. Oh boy, <laughs> when that popped up, oh, dear, I, know, I, know. Com, I lost it. I really did. Well, if that's the biggest criticism, then I think we're in good. <laughs> that's I mean, that's easily the most unbelievable thing in the movie. Yeah. No, uh, no, forget what I said about oh, there was there's no one calling the weirdo. Uh, compared yeah. to this, and again, there's there there's a scene later on where where he's he drops off 
Bianca or either her job or the the volunteering, and it's uh, basically to cheer to cheer. It's after the the the, the bear resuscitation scene <laughs> where she she invites like does mouth to mouth in that as well. She she invites Lars out and he kind of says no, but then he's like, oh, but she she's at her thing tonight. Like I I'm actually kind of free. Like if you want to do something, so they go bowling. And there's a scene where, like, I think it's like the work buddies of his brother come in, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, is this the scene where someone's finally going to be mean to him?" Because obviously they they were laughing about it yeah. at first with the brother. They were like, "Yeah, this is stupid." Yeah, but instead, like, then you get a scene where they're all playing bowling and they're having fun and they're being nice to him, and they're and it's it's the first time he's out in a social group, yeah, doing something normal. And he's smiling, and he's smiling at Margo, Margo's smiling back. It's like, it's all very nice. Uh, oh, I did like the first time he goes to bowl, or at least the first time you see him bowl. He actually, not only does he get it in the gutter, he gets it in the gutter of the lane next to him. Right? And she goes, I think you're using too much spin. <laughs> too much spin. Oh, that's not too much spin, that's just awful. But, do you know what I like about that, though? It's a very simple metaphor, but he's not quite in the same he's, lane he's, as everyone else. Yes, he's, he's missing the mark. Yeah, he's on, he's on a different path in life to everyone else it's very very simple but it works but Uh, but then of course the scene after it where she's like oh thanks for going bowling with me she's all sweet and he's like hey i i I won't cheat on my girlfriend i just want you to know that just in case you're getting an impression here yeah of of course not of course um and of course at the end of the movie like again this is his delusion but he starts to believe that bianca's dying yeah and he like we go through this whole thing. They even give her a funeral, and everyone sort of goes through the motions. And then the, the final moment of the movie is actually at the funeral, where, uh, I, I, I mean, this is the funny thing. In a real context, if this was like a real person who was his girlfriend and died, this would be really poor taste. That he turns and asks Margo, he asks Margo out in the final moments of the movie. And th- this is why I think he knew. On at least at, mm. at least at the end, I think he was. Uh, yeah. It's almost like he he knew while she was dying, but he he had to go through the motions of completing the off, journey yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know he ends with saying hey do you want to go for a walk and she smiles and says yes and it cuts to credits and it's like oh he actually just asked her I mean not, maybe not quite on a date but it's, it's getting there like it's on the path yeah. like I, say, I think maybe the you know I said with the moment the bear is like brings into question whether mm. he's you know, how much he believes how much he's aware yeah, that's where he learns I think, it that's, that's I think where, that's where he realises it's the seed of the idea yeah, because it's right after that where he accepts the offer to go out he, he it, at first he says no and then he's like no but wait a minute she's at her thing yeah, and I don't think he realizes you know straight away like he's just aware then. But I think mm. that's the the first step to that is that acknowledgement of oh no no she sees how she's treating this bear this inanimate object, mm. but she's upset about it. She still gets emotional about this inanimate object, and he kind of realizes he's doing oh, the same good. thing. Uh, and obviously we get some things. We we learn that his mother died giving birth to him, so she he never really met his mother. And yeah. obviously Karen, his sister in law, is pregnant in the movie, and. It's actually a really nice idea that I like that it never really comes up with Karen herself. You just get the idea that he's he's kind of worried about her dying. He's worried about her leaving. And you also understand that maybe that's why he's so scared to be intimate with a woman, because he's worried that that will lead to her death. Yeah, and there was a moment a bit earlier on that I was actually worried about a path it was going to go down. It never did. But when um, you know, the doctor asks uh, the, the, the couple, where it's like, okay, is there any change in the family that might have led mm. to this? And they're like, no, no, we, we've been back a while. You know, She's pregnant. And I thought, oh, please don't let this be just, oh, no, there's someone new in the family and he's worried that, you know, attention's gone sort of thing. Because oh, I thought that yeah. crossed my mind in that moment. Uh, it's and not that at all. Never comes up yeah, that again. It's, like, it's, it's, not, it's not remotely that. It's, it's not about attention. It's just about his own fears of, 
Yeah, you know, he, but he, he crossed be, my mind in the moment. As yeah, well. he has guilt for killing his mother, essentially, even though you know, it's not his yeah. fault. But of course, and you have all these moments with the brother. How like the the the, the dad tried to raise them alone. He did a as best a job as he could. Clearly, but yeah, not, he kind of mentions that, but, but not as well as they needed. But poor enough that he 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 got away as quickly. As soon as he could leave for college or whatever, he was gone. He right. was like and away. Th- this is it. It sounds like then Lars stays in the house and he keeps the house. This is the house they grew up in. Mm. And then when the brother comes back, he gives up the house and goes and lives in the garage. Yeah. Which, and obviously he has, and I, I do actually like the brother's realisation throughout the movie that I've been ignoring his problems. This is me that did this. I, this yeah, is my yeah. fault. Like not recognising, hey, I'll yeah. give up the house and go live in the garage isn't weird. Is, is That's on you. Yeah. And he, but he acknowledges that throughout the yeah. movie. And you know, there's that nice scene where he he basically you know opens up about all this and talks to him, and because at first he's the, he's the the most antagonistic one where he doesn't want to like go along with the plan. He's like, no, this yeah. is stupid. But it's still very early when he comes around on it. Yeah, yeah, it's just relatively early where he once the doctor tells him like, you know, you have to play along with this. He's still reluctant for a little bit, but he then he has one little snapping moment at the breakfast table where he kind of snaps at him and says, "This is stupid," and, he, and Lars just ignores him. And then that's kind of the end of it. And from there, he, he just slowly starts to go along with it. To the point where, you know, at one point in the montage, he's actually helping, like, bather. her. Like, he's, <laughs> like, having his wife are bathing this doll. Uh, and he's like, well, why are we doing this? What yeah, are we what, doing? What are we doing? Um, but I, I, I like that. In fact, that was one of the other funny moments. Obviously, the initial, like, cut to them just staring at him. And Lars, and every time Lars would say something and turn to, like, Bianca and then say, oh, she, she's this, or she's this, like, oh, she, she she wanted to travel the world and discover the world, you know, after a religious upbringing. Isn't that great? And it just cuts to them being silent and just staring. The one that killed me, it comes a bit later in the movie, is when he says that she has a nurse's training. <laughs> and the brother's just like, no, no, she doesn't. She can't take that. She's like, no, there's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh... Uh, but it was, it was. Uh, I think it was. It was when he like he asked, "Oh, can you get her more blankets or something?" In fact, as a point, actually, because they're, they're over for dinner, and it's just before he's like, "She's not going to eat." Like, he says that to his wife, like, "She's not going to eat." And then there's a dinner table, shrugs. yeah, and she's got a plate of food in front of her, and just Ryan Gosling's just eating his food, and then every so often he just lean across and take a bite of hers as well. And it, it, I like how the, it, he plays it as if he's doing the cheeky thing where you, you need to steal a bit of your partner's food. Like that's that's yeah, how he plays yeah, it. But yeah. he's also, in a weird way, he's doing it to cover up for the fact I, that I, she's I, not eating it. We don't really see them have meals much after that. Yeah. I love the yeah. idea that you know, once they're properly accommodating this, they'll give them like a half portion on each plate. Knowing <laughs> that he'll reach over and steal it. So he still gets his full meal and she's not, you know, they're not wasting all this food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... No, it, honestly, this is a delightfully funny movie. It, it kind of, it makes me think of, uh, not not the exact same, but Little Miss Sunshine was the year before, and the same way that that's a kind of a comedy, but it's a kind of a drama as well that has kind of a, yeah. you know, a point to it. It's, it's got like a core thing going on there, and I feel like this is the same thing. It's got a nice message at the, the centre, it's got a good character drama, and it's, it's ultimately just that kind of an uplifting moral tale of like this is how you help someone you, do, you don't belittle them you don't like react like with aggression you don't react like why are you doing this you idiot you treat them with compassion you you go through the motions help do give them what they need and and maybe they can on the other end. to a point because there is a point where uh, you know emily mortimer come, you know she, she she snaps and they have you know, a really intense scene where yeah uh, she shouts at him she shouts at him because basically one of the things that Lars has to learn, actually, and one of the reasons why he is, you know, 
drawn to a, a fake person is that he can completely control the fake person. Uh, yeah. the, the, the fake person has no free will because this is a scene where he's actually, he's upset, he's, he's got a really bad attitude because uh, the, the woman's coming to pick him up to go to the, the volunteering thing. Yeah. And, and he's like upset and he's chopping wood and he's like really, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's being nasty about it. And Eleanor Mortimer just snaps at him and like, you, you can't control everyone around you. You can't like, like that's not how this works. It's not how life works. Yeah. Um. And you know, it, it, it again, it ties into why he tries to just stay away from people. Is maybe he just doesn't like that he like bad things can happen to them. He's like he doesn't want to be upset because someone either gets hurt or dies or leaves or whatever. Yeah. You know, take your pick. And, and it's this idea of because he has become so introverted, he is convinced that no one cares about him because he because he's mm. intentionally separating himself. And she's like, no, 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 no. They're all doing this because they care. Don't go and give us that shit. Yeah, yeah the entire time. That's tone. kind of this this big shocking awakening yeah. to him. That's, yeah. I think that's that's like you know right before that she she starts to die, right? No, I think it is, and it's it's, it's after the bowling. It's after the, the like we said the, the seed of like maybe he realizes. Because I think isn't... that's that's maybe the night before, because that happens, and then that's the night where he says, you know, he'll tuck her in tonight, you know, put her. To yeah, bed. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's 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 absurd to say some of these things. Yeah, I think, honestly, the only time it goes beyond the believable realm for me is where they actually go in an ambulance to the hospital. Because I'm like, nah, they'll just be pissed. They're wasting resources on this. No, I agree. They should have drove a drove a yeah. themselves. Yeah. That that is the only line. And obviously, once they're at the hospital, if they, you know, if, if our regular doctors there, she'll kind of like go along, give her a bed, just do it, just go along with yeah, it. Yeah, just a spare bed. Like, obviously, yeah. don't kick anyone out of it, but just you know, put it put it in a room. Yeah, uh, but hey, it's it's a minor quibble, and what is a really sweet story that's got a really nice message to it. Yeah. So no, it was great. Like I, I really loved this one. I was, there's, I was... there's so many moments that I found myself like, like um, the moment where after he goes off to work, it's like the first morning, and then mm. they're having breakfast, and he goes off to work, and he leaves her there, and you know, you know the, the the brothers are like, "This is stupid. Why are we going along with this?" And and you know, the the wife's there then. Forget it. I mean, she's coming with me. Come on, and wheels her off. <laughs> it, it, it's already she's just taking it. She's not even taking it seriously. She's just trying to piss him off, and that, mm. that amuses me. Nah, there was so many little moments where someone would just react. Someone would just stare, it, and it would always just be a stare. Like people would just stare like, at him, just just for a moment, going, "I don't know what to say." In disbelief at, at what yeah. they're being presented with, and it was, it's just like it's it's, it's just gold. So it works on multiple levels. Uh, I would highly recommend checking it out if you've not seen it. I think it's 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 uh, you know it's just weird that some movies just go like you know both of us hadn't seen this somehow it just sort of escaped both of our. I'd heard of it, but like I didn't. Yeah, I'd heard of it, and uh, as as we established earlier, I love Ryan Gosling, but just never got around to this one. And yeah, I wish I'd got to it sooner. Maybe maybe you you were just avoiding it because you thought. Now, him having to get a sex doll implies that he is not the sexiest man alive. <laughs> it implies that he is... You might uh, be right. It implies he's incapable of getting anyone he wants. Yeah, he's unfit to uh, be a human being, and I can't you know, abide by that. Yeah, so right. that's that's why you were avoiding it. Yeah, I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think I was just expecting a dumb comedy about a sex doll, and that's why so I So was I. It's it. not like he's not done just like comedies before. Yeah, uh, but what I got was much better and much deeper and had a lot more thought put into it. So yeah. uh, I think with that, we will rate the, the, the film out of 10. Connor, what are you giving it? 
I'm I'm torn between an eight point five and a nine. It's kind of it's up there for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll I'll go with the eight point five for now, but that might change. Uh, I'm going with eight point five. I was settled on that. Uh, it might go up or down uh, with repeat mm-hmm. viewings, but needless to say, it's a very 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 good film. Great film. It is. Yeah. So. Uh, highly, highly recommend it if you've if you have sat through all this and you've not seen it, check it out. It is worth watching. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so that that is Lars and the Real Girl. Uh, we will be back next week with something else. Uh, I don't think we have a picture. I, I, th- I think the plan is to pick something from the vault. That is the plan at the moment. So yeah, it'd be our, our first time picking something from the vault, right? No, second with a clue. Oh, we did do clue. I forgot that was from yeah. the vault. Yeah, this is this is uh, vault pick number two. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I think that's the plan unless something comes up for some reason that we end up changing that plan the plan is to do a vault movie uh, so and if you want to know what the vault is of course the vault is something that our patrons get to uh, suggest movies to it's, a, it's just a, basically a to-do list where they get to just put in movies as often as they want as many as they want uh, everyone can look at the list itself though uh, there's a link in the description you can just look at that and see all the movies that are there so it'll be one of them I think there's like 30 or 40 movies there right now uh, but we'll be doing one of those next week um, so that, and obviously uh, we mentioned this was the winner of a vote that's all something you get to do on Patreon so patreon.com slash TV. link in the description uh, go and have a look if you want to support the channel and the show and all the rest of it uh, otherwise though that is us so like subscribe let us know what you think of the movie in the comments uh, get us on the twitters at mild underscore fuzz for channel updates but that is us so thank you once again keep watching movies and we'll see you next time